All right, three things out of that social ground about him. One, that man was definitely in Australia. Do, do you know that for sure just by like looking at the side of the road that he was driving on? Two, ostrich is actually considered like a very normal dish there because ostrich are kind of vermin running across Australia. Like they're like chickens here. Um, I wouldn't try their meat, but steak, their, their eggs are very good. And three, after spending eight months in Australia uh, back in 2017, didn't eat ostrich, did eat kangaroo. And it was pretty delicious. Grace, what do you think? Would, would you be willing to go down under and try some unorthodox food? Oh, uh, my, my mother raised me to finish my plate no matter what's on it. I will also say, uh, I love that that man has a microwave above his head. Uh, I don't know how I can get that in my vehicle, but if I could make ramen on the road, uh, life would be so great. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's scarier, the, the giant ostrich steak that came in a bag or the fact that you're driving with a microwave. Always the threat of it falling yeah. on your head. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's oh, let's let's it. quick yeah, let's quick change it up. <laughs> let's quick yeah, change yeah. it up and get to what we're talking about yeah, today. It's point of sale communities, not strange food communities, but I feel like that would be a fun one. But let's talk a little bit about what's going on. Yeah. We've got a new survey coming out from Freight talking about the uh, the importance of the last mile. I don't think anybody's ever discounted that last mile is important because it gets your things where they ultimately need to go, right? Uh, most definitely. And I'm when talking about today's day and age where so many different products are, are bought online and e-commerce is continuing to grow, maybe not at the rate we saw during the pandemic, but it's it's still uh, growing at a record speeds. And with that comes the need for last mile. And I think what's very interesting, too, about this survey and uh, in particular is even the definition of what last mile means. Uh, there is over 95 supply chain professionals surveyed for this for everyone out there. Uh, again, this is by Freight, uh, a last mile company. I actually just wrote about, uh, I want to say about a month ago now. Uh, they'll be on the show today. But uh, 41% it's been order placement to delivery. Even 22% uh, said just strictly pickup to uh, end delivery as well. So it gives you kind of an idea that when you are supplying a company or looking to help a company with their last mile services, there's going to be a wide range of, of values that they're looking from you as a service provider. It's interesting, like, uh, especially as myself, when I think about my purchases, there's often times where I won't even purchase an item until I know exactly when it will deliver, right? If I could buy it, for instance, something at, online at, from Home Depot and pick it up tomorrow and compared to maybe Lowe's who has it pick up in two hours, I might actually go with Lowe's over Home Depot just on that order placement to delivery type of service. So uh, it's very interesting to see that it's not just so much that that courier who's picking it up and delivering it, but people over more so are looking for a service and the transparency from the moment that that purchaser is even thinking about making their purchase. If you're a carrier and you are in the last mile space, that's really important to understand these discrepancies as well, because it gives you a very big opportunity to say, yes, we can do this or no, we can't, right? And if you're in that camp yeah. of saying, hey, we're limiting ourselves and saying, no, we can't do this, then maybe if you're wanting to pick up a little bit more business, it shows you where you have the chance to expand and fill some of those needs for your shippers or for maybe your 3PLs that are working with you. 
this is a good opportunity, especially in a place right now where last mile logistics is very, very heavily scrutinized. Thank you, Amazon, for that one. What types of things yeah. should carriers be doing to maybe differentiate themselves in what they offer from a last mile standpoint? Is it that tracking? Is it that real-time tracking that we're talking about? Is it seeing, you know, delicate visibility and delicate placement versus like, you know, sometimes FedEx will like literally toss my package from the street onto my porch and I'm like, oh, why would I order with FedEx again? Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't a delicate item as well, right? It's just destroyed. No, it's uh, it's interesting because uh, that's something that we're going to be talking about in the episode is exactly the type of service being provided, right? Exactly. Like you said, are you tossing it or is there someone coming to your door, uh, setting it at the perfect spot on your doorstep or uh, even I've noticed recently, like uh, some of the Amazon people put it on my back porch, which is, is great, right? For, for possible theft. And um, it's, it's interesting for freight in particular, they actually really work to build their network so that uh, even if it's like an Amazon delivery experience, it's the same person coming to your door. So you still kind of get that like uh, postal service, uh, postman, postwoman uh, type of neighborhood connection. Uh, and they also, uh, when they do onboard carriers at freight, uh, they purposely make sure that they're working only towards freight. As a lot of people know, there's, for instance, if you look at DoorDash, a lot of people drive for DoorDash, but also drive for Uber Eats and Lyft. And they kind of sign up for every single thing available out there. There's very little background checks. Well, that's what's really interesting is from this survey, there's a lot uh, riding on what that person is, how that person is behaving and how that person is interacting with the end consumer. So Freight goes a little bit more above and beyond and, and has those background checks and, and tries to really make sure that the same people are delivering in the same areas, which is great for the courier because that's consistent business, right? So talk about dedicated services. Uh, or even for the end consumer, you start to build a relationship with the brands that you're purchasing from as well. The other interesting part about this survey too comes with urbanization and that kind of urbanization, when I think about it, it comes in three tiers, right? I think about urbanization from a parcel side of things. If you are a parcel carrier doing last mile parcel deliveries and you have a bag that looks like Santa's pack of goodies charging up through 18 floors of apartments versus if you are a carrier who's doing maybe a last mile of like big and bulky items, having to load a washing machine up to like a fifth fifth floor walk up in New York City versus if you're doing last mile true freight delivery in a very urban environment like New York and you have to fight around traffic and pedestrians to find your doctors or your appointment places. It's, again, very different in what you offer and very different in what you have to handle. How much of a problem is urbanization for a lot of these last mile companies right now? And are there strategies to make it better? I think one big strategy, right, is creating these these uh, different territories and having the same people deliver over and over again. That way they get to learn the traffic behavior, right? They understand uh, maybe more busy times, what streets are, are going to be more crowded due to lunchtime or, or uh, schools schools out type of situations. The other side of urbanization as well is, is the fact that many people are moving out more into the suburbs. And I don't know if you've ever tried to get an Uber uh, out in uh, maybe a more suburb town uh, or more rural town. It's, it's 
uh, close to impossible or a long wait and you kind of like just crossing your fingers for 20 minutes that it's going to work out and it, and that's uh with rising e-commerce and more people um buying and purchasing things online even outside the, the cities right they're going to want that same type of service so again you have to be able to to build that network and have carriers that can reach uh, markets that are uh, a little bit more spread out than than others have been in the past. So um, I think it's, yeah, it's a little bit of two ways. For the more urban areas, you want to, right, kind of be able to to uh, learn the, the traffic flows, right, on top of uh, maybe best ways to get around those those uh, headaches. But also on the uh, rural side, you need, need that capacity to be available in order to follow through to those customers. And with that as well, you know what? Some of that falls on the consumer with the adjustment of expectations as well. If you move 65 minutes outside of the city because you want to get away from the hustle and bustle, you can't expect to get an Uber within five minutes, Grace. We've got Point of Sale coming up this (laughs) afternoon. For people who want to catch the show, where can they go to do that? Yeah, check it out uh, right here where you're watching everything now. Uh, at 2 o'clock today, I'll have, of course, uh, Jim Waters from Freight joining me to talk about the survey and some of the services they're ha- handling. We'll also talk about uh, an item that is recently out of stock uh, due to a certain movie, so that's going to be interesting as well. Uh, and I won't tell you what it is because you got to check out the show. Again, 2 o'clock today on Freight Waves TV. If you do miss it, check it out anywhere you listen to podcasts, our YouTube page, or on Freight Waves TV On Demand, too. All right, Grace, thanks for that, and we will catch you later this afternoon. Thanks, Kaylee. <laughs> right now, we're going to go ahead and take one final break. We'll be back to wrap up your show with the final check of headlines and the last carrier update right after this. <laughs> 